What's happening guys, welcome to Jester Radio, another episode, the fourth episode for the week. Uh, a guest that is, I've only had two females, this is the second, so... Oh, I'm honored. Yeah, yeah, thank you very <laughs> much, Jendi, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure. And you are obviously a massive fitness celebrity, but that's actually not why I've got you on the podcast. I've got you on because of your, you know, your business, the business side, your business mind, and basically we're, we're talking actually before how it's difficult to make money or fitness in south africa mm, and obviously you experience the difficulties because i mean no one can actually there's very few people it's like sports any professional sportsman there's so few that make money off it so you've obviously now started businesses but they are kind of aligned in the fitness industry as well yes um when i started in the fitness industry i think we all most most of the athletes start thinking okay it looks easy and it's fun and they start with it but then they realize along the line you know there's not really money in that and being everyone tries to get sponsored thinking okay it'll help for fees traveling overseas uh, with food and so on i think it's very hard as an athlete to make money in south africa overseas it's much easier i do think maybe further in time it, it's something that might happen in south africa um, yeah, but it was very hard for me and I, I realized, you know, uh, especially with kids, uh, responsibilities, you have to have a backup plan, you have to have business, there's things to do. And obviously because I was in the fitness industry, I thought um, it actually happened one day when I was sponsored, uh, I realized that I was making money for other people and not actually looking after myself. I mean, you can only do fitness for so long. Yeah. You need to have a backup plan. You need to think of your future. Your body's not always going to be that. Yeah, of course. Six pack. But if only you could. If only you could. <laughs> if only you could. Yeah. yeah. Um, it fitness is something I love forever. So I still enjoy doing that uh, training and all of that stuff. But I think my eyes opened up when I realized how much money I was making for other companies and how they would show me, listen, you just posted this picture and this is how much sales you brought in. It made me realize that. I need to start thinking of my future and what yeah. I'm going to do with that. So, um, and what I'm, you did with that? What is that? Explain to everyone what, oh, what, so what your how, brand is. How it actually started was um, I used to work for not a lot of people now. I used to be the manager for Gaze for about three years, and then I was still over for Diesel. Then I helped with female buying for the Diesel company. Then I fell pregnant and then I realized I couldn't work those hours anymore and I had to start thinking about what to do. Um, my old boss actually came to me begging me to go over to G-Star. So I worked for G-Star for about three years, also doing the female buying for that. Um, struggled to lose the, the weight with after having birth. Um, went to a coach. I told him, listen, I can't afford you. But if you help me, this is what I want to do. Uh, if you help me and I get somewhere, I will give you recognition. When was this? What year? Um, let me see. I think about... Sure. Well, how, how old is your child now? She, she was... I she, she was born when I was... Uh, you know, she's nine now. It was about when she was two years old. So okay, it's quite so a while ago, yeah. Um, so I told him, I can't afford you, but if you if you help me and I get recognition, and uh, I will give you recognition. So I started, I think, that year, and I, um, 
I had to train. 2013-ish. Yeah, 2013, yeah. Okay. So I had to train while he was doing groups and stuff because I couldn't afford him. And then I realized with work and everything, I just couldn't. And, you know, was I just woke up one morning, sat on the side of my bed, and I was like, I work almost 12 hours a day, and I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't see my child. And um, I think at that time, I think I gave... Gemma's dad a heart attack because I just woke up one morning and I quit my job and all the responsibility used to be on me I paid the bills I did everything and I was just like you know what there's more to life than this and I just quit and I I think he had a heart attack because he didn't know what was going to happen and I just went to train with this coach full time I would literally wake up in my car at 12 from my phone ringing exhausted training three hours um, I think I started in Feb, September, I did my first competition. Um, oh yeah, and then I also studied part-time for hairdressing while I was in retail. So we, I decided to rent a chair, did hairdressing on the side while I could train to work for myself. Um, and then I did my first competition in September. People said that it, I'll never be able to start in September. I think I was 70 kilos at that time. Okay. And I lost uh, my first competition. I was 51 sure. kilos. Yeah, that's quite a bit. So yeah, yeah. I, I trained hard. Um, first competition I placed third place was IFBB. Then second competition I think was a NABA. I placed second. Um, third competition I won. And so I had to do the essay. So I think I did about... Essays plus that it was seven competitions in less than three months. Sure, that's a lot. Yeah, and then I did the face of fitness competition where I met Andrew. Um, it was love at first sight. Okay, <laughs> that's all right. it should be like that. It, it should, should be like yeah, that. We met and he's, he just like he went all red and it was okay, just like. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> I can't actually imagine Andrew going red. So Yo, no. that shows how special. Yo, shame. And um, I didn't make the, the, I think it was the top 12 at all, but I did get a bait feature. Okay. Um, and then from there on, my career just went, went boom. Um, and your biggest, your biggest successes is obviously with the WBFF and going overseas. Yes, and and not so a lot of people there. now. I actually had to do WBFF for two years before I got my pro card. Okay. But the second year was literally untouchable on stage because I think the first year was... I knew what I had to work on and how much I wanted it. Yeah. Um, went to Vegas. Got I, I, I literally was shocked when I got to Vegas. I, I think you would know that, yeah. Jesse. You get there and you see the quality of athletes there and it's Completely like, shit, I, I think I need to go home and try. Yeah. Um, a lot of people here get their pro cards or when they get judged, I think like, why didn't I get a pro card? Uh, you know, they think they're good enough. Or when they do get a pro card, they go overseas and they realize that they've got so much yeah. work to do still. But it's a good thing because you come back a better athlete with a better mindset and you you know what you need to work on. Um, I remember going on, t- going on stage in Vegas and I literally stopped uh, posing because I was just staring at the other girls. Yeah. They, the bikinis, they're posing, their bodies. Yeah. It is. It's a different ball game. It's a different ball game. It's. Uh, I felt like a like literally like a farm girl in yeah. a city. There. I, I felt like a little sixteen year old boy Yo. when I was there. Yeah. Um. So I remember getting off stage and I literally cried, 
and Angie was asking me like why are you crying and I was like this like I wasted my time and you know you feel defeated you yeah. train so many hours in a day so much money see your family it. so much things you you offer just yeah. to be there and then you walk off and he was I remember I got off stage and I drank water which I shouldn't have um, and he was like you're gonna get on stage and you're gonna do your theme way so you can get your photos and then you can have your Nutella yeah. you know <laughs> So I, I remember I was just getting on stage and I was I was very sad and stuff and he the, they called out the numbers and he was like he showed to me like that's your number because I was just standing waiting for the, whoever this number is yeah. can we just get off because I'm so embarrassed I just want to get off stage so I made top ten I was so happy I didn't expect it was this your first year this was my first year yeah um, but. Something very important Andrew told me that day is like, you see that girl that won that year? She's been doing this for eight years. This is your first yeah. year and you want to start crying. That is what us as South Africans, Yo. when you go there, need to actually realize that Yo. these people have been doing it for Yo. ages. So you come back and people think, okay, you've played six or eight, but they don't understand how much that means to yeah. us as an athlete because literally the winner's been doing that for eight years. Yeah. And that's why she looks like that. And that and humbled they, me quickly. And that's their life. They, they that's pay life. to do that because, Yo. you know, the economy and everything allows for yes. that. So for any South African to make eighth place or sixth place, that's a, a big achievement once you see the caliber of athletes that's there. Mm. So I think a lot of people need to realize when you do the WBFF. And I think my... The, the amount of girls that I stood with that year was 77. So sure. to make top 10 was very yeah, hard. I still don't even think still to today I deserved it looking at those oh, yeah. athletes, you know. Yeah, you never think, when you look at yourself, you never Yo, think you actually deserve it. But then when other Yo. people look at you, I wish that actually you could look at yourself how other people see you. It'll Yo. be interesting to see, like, when you look in the mirror, like, oh, I never look good enough. But then yes. to see how other people in their eyes, how they see you, I think it could be refreshing and also... Maybe actually it might make us very arrogant. Who knows? Yeah, well, it's it's, it's a very arrogant sport. It's uh, yeah. I, I've learned, I used to, I had this mommy instinct of, you know, my kids have to eat, Andrew has to eat this and that, and he used to tell me, like, listen, this is a very selfish sport. If you have to eat every two hours, you can't wait for everyone. You need to eat your yeah. food. You need to go wherever you need to go and eat your meal and do whatever you need. It's and it's, ve it's very it taxing. Is. and It's, very, it is it's difficult because you sacrifice so much with your family, with your yes. friends. You, it's nice to have a meal with your family, but yeah. now they're all eating something different and you have to eat your broccoli and rice. And yes. it's not fun. And as a mom, that's also hard because I have to prepare everyone's food. You and see all the nice stuff that they're getting. Yes. So from that, obviously your first show, then you went overseas again. Yeah, I went, I did LA twice. Um, the reason for that, I love California. Okay, yeah. I think if I could move there tomorrow, I'd be there. I love it. Um, those, I also made top 10, um, made top 5 uh, twice when I went there. Um, also, very hard show because it's the first show of the year. Everyone's very excited to do the first WBF yeah. show. Um, after that, I just decided to take a break. Uh, was sponsored by by Farm Freak for Ripped Fame. Um, I think that's that's how my business started. I, I was sponsored by a few ladies with clothing. I've also, like, I've I mean, I've been doing clothing for so long, and then I just realised, you know what, this is something that I've always wanted to do. I, I need to stop making other people rich, and then I started doing that. I still had to I still had to do a part time job. Because obviously it didn't take 
Yeah, over, the, yeah, didn't starting take off starting a business is difficult. You know, it's difficult. Needed. Literally took almost three years. It's my fourth year now, and I'm so busy every day. Andrew actually told me that your account got deactivated. Yes, got kicked out so tell us. you do get the haters along the yeah. way. <laughs> well, what happened there? Um, I was reported in the beginning of lockdown by, I won't say who, um, and then obviously my account got taken off. Um, is this your personal account or your business my account? My business account. So it took four years to get that business account where it was. We literally, Angie had to help me every day with parcels. Sure. And now my sales are a bit down, but I'm working on it. It's it's like, it's like it's exactly how life is. You know, when things get too good to be true, something happens yeah. and then you... But I'm not letting it get me down. Um, I've been working on that again. So um, you've, you've restarted the whole business I've account? I've had to restart you. everything. It's it's amazing to know how much sales comes through Instagram yeah. and Facebook and your social media, which is which is a great tool. To how use. many followers was, were you on? I before? was almost at seven thousand. Um, so yeah, it's not a lot compared to my personal yeah. account, but. It's it's very organic and it's literally just ladies that shop. And, and those those seven thousand, all of them actually like the post and interact because yes. they're following you because they like the products that yeah. you sell. Yeah. So how have you maybe as a female found it? You know, being on social media and the, let's talk about your personal page now. Mm. How have you found being a female and obviously with the way social media is and the way the world is. Obviously, you've sold yourself through beauty and through competing and through yeah. your body. How have you found, obviously, you get the hate, but also you get a lot of praise. But how have you dealt with that hate that you've got? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people, maybe a lot of females, maybe a lot of guys that said you look too, you're too lean. Because when you're on stage, yeah. you've got good abs yeah. and your whole body is very defined. So how do you deal with those people that maybe say, you know, why, why do you look like that? I don't approve. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're going to get that. Um. I have to say, I haven't had a lot of hate. Uh, I always try to, I think that's why I started Million Mama. It's for, for me, it was about realizing as a woman, it's very hard once you've got children, it's a nice excuse to let yourself go, not look after yourself, not um, being in shape, not fitting into your clothes. I think that's why I started Million Mama. A lot of people think it's just for moms. It's, um, you know, like the Mexicans say, I puppy it's for the hot mommies yeah, yeah. out there or it's it's just a thing of um what's the word i think i got to the name million mama there was an account that i followed with that g wagons and the lifestyle in dubai and it was called million mamas okay. and i thought that was like that's the lifestyle that i yes. wanted to project the clothing um not stuff that you could buy in store and so on um so for me, posting on my personal account was always trying to keep it not too slutty or anything, but still being able to be a role model for moms out there or for younger ladies and stuff. So yeah, um, also when you get sponsored by people, you can't really post what you want to. Yeah. It's literally a job. Yeah. You have to think, and this week I need to post this. I want to get interaction or traction and stuff but not to a point where it's it's negative and stuff and yo you do get negative comments all the time you just block them yeah i've also heard that you know um i I probably that i look like a man or all those kind of things and then when people meet me in real life they're like oh you're so tiny much bigger in 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 real life yeah Yeah. things like that um 
but yo, you also get I also get a lot of direct messages of people that used to tell me that I inspire them or they were just going to give up hope or that they're mom or yeah. things like that and you get a lot of those me a lot of I think a lot of people need to realize that you inspire people and you don't even know it like the beginner is inspiring somebody that's just yeah. going to start yeah and you need to be out there because you don't know it's somebody that just woke up in the morning and you know had a hard time and they see your post and it helps even if you're a beginner and you're just starting yeah, you, and you've you, got, you inspire someone yeah, you've got a lot of ladies and a lot of guys and a lot of people in general following you I mean yeah. on your personal page I think you're at 72 72 it actually 000. used to be at I think at 89,000 sure. it's gone down because I'm okay. more business focused yes, now yeah. so um, how I mean everyone wants to know how do you get followers how do you like obviously there's no secret formula and also yeah. you've attached yourself to a niche market where you've obviously done very well in but for those girls that maybe you know want to start out and want to you know grow their following yeah. what, what advice would you give them advice is first of all don't make your account person personal because no one can see when you hashtag or tag anyone um the other way i got a lot of followers is you literally have to go see all the fitness pages you need to tag them on all of your photos um you can even direct message them they will repost I think most of my followers that I got through years was just reposting. So as soon as you've got a great photo that's literally a fitness photo, because it's very easy to get followers once you post fitness yeah. stuff in a bikini or whatever. Well, most of the people on Instagram that have, like, the, the, the vast majority, the average, let's say the people with the most followers, mm. are basically all fitness people. Yeah, I think that's the quickest way. Um, also, the way other ways I got followers was doing competitions where you do giveaways, get people to follow you. And I used to do a lot of seminars, so people would come to my seminars, and that used to help a lot as well. So you give back a lot, you actually. Give back, you give back, give advice. You yes. create value for those people yeah. that are following you, and in turn, they're going to bring more people to follow you. Yes. Your personal, I mean, sorry, your business page, that obviously now you've had to restart and you've had mm. to build up again. So now you say most of your sales, actually, you see you generate a lot of sales through that um, personal page. So obviously, yeah. you've got, you don't, and you don't have a store either. Uh, I don't have a store. Um, you have an online store. I have an online store. I do have a showroom, so that's by appointment where okay. ladies can come and have a look and so on. And then I also go the extra mile where um, I literally make like a, a key parcel where if you're not sure about your size, I put a few things in there. I send it off with a courier. You try it on. Whatever you don't like, I send a courier again to come and collect because... Okay. I actually think the lockdown's been a blessing in disguise. I think South Africans been very scared of online shopping, where whenever I go to California and I order something there, the next morning gets delivered. Yeah. So online is much better overseas. I think it's forced a lot of South Africans to do more online shopping now, which yeah. I think I've never been busier than during lockdown, oh, which is weird. Yeah. And yeah. your account was taken down. So I mean, that's, yeah. that shows yeah. just how, you know, how South Africa is evolving because I mean if you think about take a lot all those things those kind of open people's eyes yeah, to kind of force people yeah, to have to yeah. do a lot of people were scared in the beginning they used to message me saying that they used to do online shopping and the stuff never arrives so yeah. it's not what it looks like in the picture so I think that's that's really pushed people to do more yeah. online shopping now. and you've also 
gone above and beyond to show people that they put you, they trust in you, and you yeah. you're giving them so much by sending them an extra size to yeah. try it. You making sure that they don't have to go out of their way to send that product yeah. back. You going and fetching it. That that actually started with my my a lot of my friends say that when they see me work, they surprised by meeting when you know me in person and when you see how I work with customers it's a completely different thing because in the real life I don't take shit from anyone yeah. and you know I'm a, I'm a tough person but when it comes to my customer service I go over and beyond like I'll get in my car and I'll drive to you okay. and I'll I think that's also started with Freddie because I was the first Freddie ambassador um the the guy from Freddie was actually open for about two years when no one knew about Freddie. So I literally went to him and I told him, you know what, because I, I used to have my Instagram actually on private. I'm a very private person. Okay. But I opened it up, obviously, when I had that coach and I told him I'll give you recognition. Um, when I started winning competitions, he got very, very busy. Um, so I had to open up my account. I think Yaku de Brain was on my request list for like three years ah. and we were friends. So I was, okay, I have to open my Instagram yes. now and I have to let people in. So I went to the, to the owner and I told him, um, you don't have to do anything. Let me show you what I can do for you. That's the other thing about sponsorships. A lot of people just message me now as well saying they want to they wanna be uh, ambassador and stuff. But I mean, they've never even bought from me. They've never... Uh, worn my clothes or even know what the business is about what I did for Freddie was I literally went to the guy I told him this is what I want let me show you what I can do for you first I packed my car full of Freddie stuff because when my thing was in private I saw Freddie overseas and I thought this was an amazing brand packed my car I literally went from lady to lady I thought to myself if I can just get every woman to try this on they will buy from me after about three months he had to open another store it got so busy i got part i was more than just ambassador i was also part of um, the brand itself and then from there on i saw a gap where the freddy jeans were nice they they enhanced the bum but the fitness clothes wasn't and i was into the fitness so that's how i started with million mama i was the first scrunch bum in South Africa so I got my idea from there and also my customer service where I would literally drive to people and just like you know if you could just try this on I know yeah. and it was word of mouth from there um, doing more scrunch bum in fitness and it just it took off from there so I, I think everything in the past helped me with my business where I'm now so you going above and beyond and you making sure that every customer is obviously 100% satisfied yeah. is how you separated yourself from the rest of these clothing brands, but it is, it is such a saturated market. Yes. How have you also, in other ways, tried to establish yourself differently from you know all the other companies? That's that's actually a good question. Um, I would literally once a week go into shops because I also do dresses and other things. Um, whatever there is not available in shops and whatever other people is not doing, I do. Okay. So I try to because it's easy to go into a shop. It's, it's my competition is retail it, I mean everyone goes and shop it's easy they see it, they touch it, yeah. they feel it, they buy it now so I have to go beyond and know that this is not in the market, this, you can't get this in any shop, then no one else is doing this this is what I need to do 
and I also I have to keep on changing my ways I need to keep on changing my styles and whatever I'm doing because I mean it's easy people copy me all the time yeah. so I keep on changing my my look and my style and whatever I'm doing how have you because I mean it must be so difficult to come up with new ideas and new new colorways and new different options of clothing because I mean if you are making pants mm. how have you tried to obviously maybe you've got a team that helps you how do you come up with new designs and something that's so, actually so similar but very different yeah so a lot of people don't know my designs um i've actually bought your girl uh, some some tights okay, uh, i was the you. first seamless as well for scrunch bum um so i brought a set like that and should those I, should appreciate that we'll, yes, we'll post yes. a photo of her in that today <laughs> you'll love her bum in that <laughs> so um how it works it literally takes six months so the so i would start with the sample and i would then send it off and then they'll I'll say like I want it shorty I want it longer there um, and then they'll send it back to me and then the sample will go on and then manufacturing takes almost another month so it's about six months so sure. while by the time it gets here I need to make sure that no one else has got it yeah. so I have to literally think in advance okay? yeah, so you almost literally have like one for each you know new range yeah. but already you've thought of two ranges ahead because yes. obviously takes six months so you need to know once this one comes mm. a few months later the other one's already ready and you're yeah. not starting again afterwards yeah so that's i've also started doing pre-orders knowing that what's coming so that ladies can know okay this is what's coming before anyone else does it yeah which has which has also helped a lot um i'm also like excited about the summer range what i do is i follow a lot of um, international accounts I can see okay for some tie-dye is going to come back I never thought that was going to be back in mm. fashion but I've already started my designs and and stuff that's a tip for, for those people that are copying tie-dye is going to be very big for okay. summer so I've already started focusing on that for my new summer ranges and stuff that's coming you also have to adapt to the times and you have to mm. look and I think that's a, what people need to learn in business is just because someone else is doing something doesn't mean that you know you above not copying them but adapting to their style because yeah. you can learn tons from watching overseas things watching yeah. i mean that's also on social media you look what other people do on social media you adapt from that you say wow that's a great idea i'm going to put that into you know my own personal perspective and then you put it out there yeah and you've obviously done that in business as well we yes. look at the the trends that are going overseas the trends that are going here going there yeah. i mean that's actually where your business started it was yeah. doing that it's the the nice thing about south africa is we are a bit behind with fashion but um while we in winter they're in summer so i can see okay these colors are new for for summer so i can already start in winter working on whatever is available sometimes with buying stock usually is, is a problem with the factories because obviously most of the factories are busy with summer stock while i need winter stock so that's the usually the only thing that i struggle with where where is your stock that you what kind of, are you, can you tell me um obviously because you send it away and all, yes. obviously, but also uh, you don't want you don't want the competition knowing exactly no you know what i actually from. don't mind um a lot of my my hating competition usually says don't buy from her her stuff gets made in china i will work with chinese people any time of the day they are the most hard-working people yeah, i've tried to work uh, when i started i had st 
stuff made in South Africa. I felt like because I was a small business, my stuff was put in the end, they, they much rather help Edgars and Big Blue and those people. So my stuff took extra long to make and yeah. it was costly. Then I, ha- I started with my brand the first two years, everything was made in Pakistan. Um, I got messed around a lot financially with that. Um, then I had people helping me from China now. I've got two ladies. One lady that literally gets me anything I want that's not being made from scratch. And then the other lady, Lulu, she literally makes all my samples, sends it back, um, and then we start again with new samples yeah. and sound. She's amazing. Um, sometimes I have to wake up at 3 in the morning because obviously there's a time difference. But I'll talk to them till 6 and then it's about 12 o'clock from that side. They are hardworking people. Um, they don't get annoyed. You can ask them anytime, anything. They are just very uh, patient with you, very, very patient and very hardworking. Okay. And you now have to obviously try build up that social media following for you know the brand and try almost regain. Also, I think it's difficult when you, because uh, I was kicked out of Facebook once, yeah. and you kind of think people aren't going to think it's a real account again. You're going to think maybe they, it's someone who's doing a fake account. Because obviously, you, that, I assume that account's still active, but obviously you don't have access to it. Yeah. Um, my customers, the first weekend it happened, um, they were like messaging me, because I do do a lot of um, sales that don't go through the website, through Instagram. A lot of people want that one-on-one attention. Yes, they don't yeah. want to go through all the website lines and stuff asking me that I block them because uh, what it looks like so everything is there your photos are taken off so it looks like you've been blocked uh, so I'm starting from scratch again but sure. it's okay um, I'll, I'm going to have to do a lot of competitions and a lot of I've been following a lot of girls and so on that I remember from um, that's been helping but yeah it's going to be a mission to build it up again but i'll get there but i think also the challenge of having to restart could also give you new ideas can also you know almost spark your interest again in yes and get more new customers yeah. as well again yeah well guys that's that's 30 minutes so thank you so much i really appreciate it's you coming and i hope i know definitely people have gained something from your point of view and your story so thank you very much Genevieve. thank you cool guys cheers bye